From a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation? Intriguing stories and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca, your host, and I want to hear from you. Let me know what you're thinking. I want to hear your comments, questions, even if you've got a pushback. It's always welcome. You can email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com, or you can go right to my website and fill out the contact form at talkwithfrancesca.com. Promise I will get right back to you. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End. It also happens to be the absolute best Italian restaurant in Boston. And if you hit it right, you might just be eating there as their guest. Send me an email and in the subject line, put North End's best. Fifth emailer will win a gift card to Terramia. So jump on your computer now. Again, that's the fifth emailer. Info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And you might just be the lucky winner of eating at Terramia Restaurante in the North End this weekend. All right, then. With us today is Stephen Weissman. He is the founder of Scamicide.com. It's a website dedicated to informing the public about the dangers of scams and providing the public with the latest information about this very, very important topic. Steve's a lawyer, he's a college professor at Bentley University, and one of the country's leading experts on scams and identity theft. His book, The Truth About Avoiding Scams, is one of the most important books ever written about scams. It was named by Smart Money Magazine as one of the 10 best money books of 2008 and has been cited throughout the media. His latest book is Identity Theft Alert. Among Steve's other books are 50 Ways to Protect Your Identity and Your Credit and a number of other helpful e-books. I'll uh, name a few. There's so many. I don't know if I can get them all in and still have time for the show, but The Truth About Identity Theft, How to Avoid Being Scammed, The Truth About Avoiding Credit Scams, The Truth About Tax Scams, The Truth About Government Assistance Scams, The Truth About Telephone Scams, The Truth About Employment Scams, The Truth About Computer Scams, and The Truth About Investment Scams. It's starting to sound really scary. Uh, Steve (laughs) also writes a column on scams for USA Today. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for joining us today on Talk with Francesca. Thrilled to have you with us. Oh, so happy to be with you. So let's just sort of uh, dive right in here. Identity theft and identity fraud are really two separate crimes under the umbrella of identity theft. Can you explain to our listeners the definition of each? Well, essentially, the, they really boil down to uh, identity theft is when uh, someone uh steals your identity for a number of different nefarious purposes and uh, identity fraud then uh, becomes how they actually uh, use it for uh, financial gain or for for other purposes because uh, interestingly enough there are uh, people who uh, steal identities and then uh, use that and this particularly the social security number uh, if they're an illegal immigrant in order to uh, get a job there are others who will 
steal uh, the uh, name and identity to be able to access medical insurance, which can lead to medical identity theft, which potentially can be even deadly. There are other times where, and we saw this recently with a uh, an NFL player for the Dallas Cowboys who was uh, cut by the team uh, after he was arrested on shoplifting charges in Virginia. Well, it turned out he never was in Virginia, but someone had used his name, stolen his identity, and committed the crimes. So uh, it's there's a wide range of problems that can come from getting your identity stolen. Oh, talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's scary, though, and you know, I, I just, I mean, especially for people People who are a little bit older who really didn't grow up with yeah. computers and cell phones and you know it's it's it the whole thing is really really daunting um, but in identity theft schemes uh, scams what is the goal of the scam artist really well, when it comes to identity theft, again, uh, you know, it's why did the uh, robber uh, rob the bank? Because uh, that's where the money is. So identity theft uh, is often an easy way to uh, to money. Now, it can be uh, posing as you and stealing your uh, username and password for an online bank account uh, by hacking into your computer and then uh, draining your, your bank account. Uh, it can be to steal your assets in that way. It can also be to establish credit, uh, buy things, and uh, then not pay the uh, the uh, not pay the credit. You're stuck with uh, asset uh, a an indication on your credit report, which can be really harmful uh, for all kinds of uh, reasons. Your credit gets destroyed, and they've uh, gotten assets using them. So uh, there there are a number of ways. Income tax identity theft has oh. been a huge problem. And the IRS has not been terribly proactive in, in protecting us or in remedying it after it happens. And what they do is just get your social security number. They electronically file a uh, an income tax return with a counterfeit uh, W-2 and get a refund. I mean, oh. if we want to look, Francesca, at a uh, the silver lining to this cloud, um, street crime in Tampa, Florida, and some other cities has gone down since a number of these gangs have gone into income tax identity theft. So, uh, you know, they're... I That's guess, a silver I lining? A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll steal from you, but they're not going to break your arm. Oh, great. How, once someone has stolen your identity, dare I ask, how difficult is it to get out of the nightmare you obviously have gotten yourself involved in? Uh, it can be really, really difficult um, because one of the things is where it shows up is on your credit report. So mm -hmm. suddenly uh, you have uh, debts uh, that you never incurred and uh, people are trying to uh, get money from you. Well, that credit report is not just used to issue you uh, credit. Uh, it's looked at by employers. It's mm -hmm. looked at by uh, insurance companies. Uh, it's looked at by, in many, many instances, uh, renting a uh, house. Uh, many instances where you need a good credit report, and it can be very, very difficult uh, to, uh, to fix it. The worst of all, unfortunately, one of my models are things aren't as bad as you think. They're far worse. When it comes to medical identity theft, and here's the thing with medical identity theft, when credit cards are stolen, when social security numbers are stolen, they are sold on a part of the Internet called the dark web where criminals buy and sell this stuff. 
and it goes for a good price. But medical uh, insurance information goes for a much higher price, and that gets sold to someone who then uses, accesses your medical insurance. But the problem comes in, or one of them, their medical records get interspersed with your medical records. So uh, there, you may have their blood type included on your medical record, oh. or uh, you may have, they may get be treated with a, a medicine uh, to which you're allergic. But here's where it's even worse. Once you've identified that, because under the HIPAA privacy laws, the identity thief has a right to his or her privacy, you can't remove that false information. All you can do is have a notation made that this is disputed. So in some instances, a doctor looking very quickly might not even realize he's looking at the uh, the wrong blood type. So it's pretty scary stuff. And how common is this, dare I even ask? Yeah, it's becoming much more common because it's uh, often it's an inside job. Someone at a uh, at a hospital uh, or someone at a doctor's office uh, will uh, provide the information to the hacker. Other times, as we've seen with major data breaches uh, at uh, uh, hospitals and other medical facilities, right. perhaps. Right most notable the uh, uh, Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital, right. uh, you find that this information gets into the hands uh, of the uh, the hackers, uh, the scam artists, the only criminals we call artists. They sell it, and uh, it's used quite a bit. So this is, this is becoming a major problem. Oh, boy. And, you know, what about, it reminds me of um, a friend of mine. She was on an online dating site, and you know, she's a, She's a wonderful person, and frankly, I mean, she's just she's very, very open, and, and it actually happens to be one of the qualities that I really love about her. I'm always trying to look at things from another um, side. However, that being said, she she started communicating with this guy online, and this was going on for a couple of weeks, and of course, she wanted to meet him, and one thing yeah. led to another, and you know, he couldn't meet her, he could, and you know, after like a month, I said to her, you know. Just, this is ridiculous. I mean, if you you know, you're not going to meet the guy. I mean, personally, if I were in those shoes, <laughs> I'd have one conversation over the phone and make a decision whether to meet. And if that didn't didn't fly, then I'd probably just move on. But but she's a you know different sort. And so, but anyway, now it's been almost a, or close to a month, and he still doesn't want to meet her. And you know now, but he's really getting her to be really connected to him i mean yeah. there's this sort of th- you probably know exactly where this is going it just totally floored me and i i would say to her well if, if this is so great then why don't you just meet crying out loud if he because you don't know if you could meet him after all this time and not be attracted then what's the point turns out that he had an issue with his roof and of uh, course it just right? needs a little and, bit and of money he just needs a little bit of money um it's you know it's a matter of you know It'll be a couple of weeks. He's got some, you know, his tax returns coming back and so on. Can she lend him $5,000? So at that point, I said, okay, I'm not going to be your friend anymore unless you immediately block this guy in your, you know. Good. Right, because I said, come on now. This is just ridiculous. But this is something that can be really very scary, you know. I mean, how how common is something like that? I, I, you know, personally, I, I feel, you know, you need to have your wits about you. And, you know, I... You, you know, I just, I don't know, maybe it's my uh, 
my Italian upbringing, you know, that little, you know, always watching over your shoulder, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I think that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not, you know. I mean, it, It's it, a it, very good well, thing. Well, it is and it isn't, you know. And as I said, one of the things that I just really love about this, this friend of mine is that she's so open and she's like, well, Francesca, have you thought about it from this angle? And what about that? And, and I find it very charming and um, very sweet, but... At the same time, you know, I can get really frustrated. Say, so you got to step up to the line here and pay attention. You know, the, get out of this, you know, delusional state. So, um, I'm curious what what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like your skepticism. It's what you need. It actually, interestingly enough, is one of the reasons uh, that the uh, elderly are often uh, targeted because they're. There actually is a physical reason for it. Uh, there is a part of the brain, and this has been done recently uh, noted in studies at the University of Iowa and also at Cornell, a part of our brain which deals with skepticism that becomes less viable as we age. And so they are more trusting. So trusting people like this, and you know, these scammers, they are called artists for a reason. They will appeal to whatever works. And in these romance scams, they become huge worldwide. And uh, as a matter of fact, what they even do, there are some places where this is done on in on a large, large scale, where they will have phone banks of college students. There's a, uh, a former Russian republic called Mariel, M-A-R-I-E-L. And uh, this was, they would hire college students making these calls uh, around the world, uh, getting people to believe that there's someone that loves them. And then all of a sudden, like your friend, they need, well, I've got an emergency. I just need you to send me some money. I'll get it back to you whenever. And they, you know, already there's the emotional involvement. They've made the emotional tie and they get hanged by that emotional tie. Oh, so I don't know. It's a huge problem. I don't know. I guess I am just a huge skeptic. I can't even, I can't even imagine. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Steve Weissman. He's the founder of Scamicide.com and his website dedicated to informing the public about the dangers of scams and providing the public with the latest information about this very important uh, topic. You can also uh, visit his website and sign up for the newsletter. I actually, before uh, spoke to you this morning, I was looking at, at, there's a scam every day you've got on there. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really something else. Now, how can, Steve, we best protect our social security number? Because that's, a, I would think, a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know, and that is the thing. Right now, the social security number is the key to identity theft. Somebody who gets that can file an income tax return on your name. They can get at your, uh, get at your accounts. Uh, it really is the most important thing to keep private. So, first of all, there are the, the simple things, which are you don't carry your social security number uh, in your wallet or your mm-hmm. purse. Right. Uh, and a big thing is you don't give it to everyone who asks for it because there are companies that will ask for it and businesses uh, with which you do business that that don't need it. So I'll give you an example. Um, The hospitals don't need it. Doctors don't need it, but they routinely ask for it. So I was uh, at my optometrist recently getting some new glasses and they wanted my social security number. And I said, you know, I really don't want to give that to you. You don't need it. I'll 
give you my license number. Mm-hmm. And they were fine with that because you're only as safe as the places with the weakest security. And that's what that's what's happened in, in so many of these major uh, data breaches, including uh, hospitals and the Office of Management and Budget and others. Your personal information, even if you're keeping it uh, private and secure, it's being stolen. So you want to not give it out unless you absolutely have to. And it certainly means you never give it out on the phone to someone who has called you regardless of how legitimate it it seems, because you can never, ever be sure when you get a phone call who's really on the end of the line. Because there's a technique called spoofing, where your caller ID can be fooled, and it can come up as coming from the IRS or your bank or your credit card uh, company. So the big thing is you never give that out unless you're absolutely sure it's required and you're absolutely sure uh, that you're giving it out legitimately. Here, let me make it worse. One of the ways they lure you into giving, say, your, your credit card information is you'll get a, an email or a text message that says there's been a problem uh, at the bank with your credit card. We need you to verify immediately. People get scared. Mm-hmm. So right. they, con- yeah, they, they contact at the number that there is given or the tag, they text back or they email back and they provide their social security number, their credit card number, whatever. What I tell people to do is instead of that, if it's a problem with your, your credit card or your bank, go to your credit card, flip it over the back, call the 800 number or call your, go to your bank statement and call them. But be extra careful that you put in that number correctly into your phone because the scammers are so good. They will get the telephone numbers that are like one digit off from your bank, your credit card company, and you think you're calling the real bank or credit card company, and you're actually calling the scammer. Wow, that's scary. Now, you you know, something else that's now with the cell phones, I mean, it used to be that, you know, that was just a wonderful thing, cell phones, you couldn't get the telemarketers, you couldn't get the the, the scammers and whatnot. Well, you know, I was getting, and it seems to have quieted down a bit, but there was a while where I kept getting phone calls and it sounded really scary you know it was coming from washington dc and this is the yeah. irs and we're gonna have you arrested if you don't call us immediately right and, well you know if the irs is looking for you they'll find you and it's not going to be via your cell phone right <laughs> yeah. but but it was it was a little scary and actually there's a, a lawyer who does a, a business talk show on uh, one of the stations that i'm on and um and i asked him he said oh yeah that's just you somehow or another got on something you know yep. um but you know i mean then how do you get rid of that you know and it's it's crazy it's, it's just that's the interesting thing and and one of the things is that people uh they trust their they trust their cell phones more than they do their computers and yet they won't put uh, security software on the uh, on their cell phone. You can put your cell phone number on the federal do not call list, but the federal do not call list is only followed by legitimate telemarketers. So the scammers are still going to call you there. But let's again, things aren't as bad as you think, Francesca. They are worse. There is a new technology by which the scammers can call without your phone, your cell phone ever ringing, they will call and directly connect to your voicemail. This is something the telemarketers are petitioning the FCC right now, uh, saying that we shouldn't be subject to the do not call list because we're not 
absolutely calling. The phone doesn't ring. So uh, you do have to be entirely skeptical. But once again, it's worse. You were talking about the IRS calls, and these have resulted in people paying uh, millions of dollars uh, in, in money to scammers because they're afraid they're in trouble with the IRS. I used to be able to say there's a nice, easy way to tell if the call that you're receiving is from the IRS or not. And the answer is, the IRS never calls you. That's, they exa- do that's, exa- not, that's exactly yeah, They right. do not initiate uh, call collection calls. But Congress, in its infinite wisdom, although Mark Twain once said the opposite of progress is Congress, <laughs> Congress passed a law last year that just took effect to allow private, certain private collection agencies to collect on behalf of the IRS. So you actually could get a call legitimately on behalf of the IRS from one of these collection agencies. But my advice to people is pretty simple. You can never tell if they are legitimate or not. So all you do is you tell them, send me something in writing, you hang up, you don't give them any information, and if you have a question, you call the IRS. Never give information over the phone to someone you haven't called. Good to know. Listeners, stay with us here. Don't get on that plane. We will be right back with lots more information. The Impossible Dream, the 1967 Red Sox epic year. Celebrate with the legends of Boston sports world. Celebrate with the kings of comedy. Celebrate with the legends of music at Tony C. Sports Grill on Thursday, August 17th. Enjoy a VIP reception from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. and then an all-star comedy show from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. with Steve Sweeney, hosted by John Peasy. This event is co-sponsored by Singles with Style. And as a consideration for all the singles out there, the host of this fabulous event is allowing 50 people to come alone or with a date for half price or two for one. Two regular tickets for $50 or two VIP reception tickets for a hundred. For more information, call 781-283-0400. Now, what are you waiting for? Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. It's time to refresh the look of your home. You have some ideas on how you want it to look, but you don't know where to start. You need someone who can work with the styles you like and the ideas you have to make it all happen. Someone who will help you avoid costly mistakes and overspending on the wrong stuff. Pick up the phone and call Vered Rosen today. She's one of the most experienced interior designers in Greater Boston, and she's always there to help you. Call 617-584-9965 or at VeredRosenDesign.com. 
Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you'll want to dine at Terramia's. This North End Italian restaurant provides a simply divine culinary experience and, as quoted in Zagat's restaurant guide, pastas without compare. And it's reasonably priced. This North End gem will keep you coming back. Terramia is simply the best Italian restaurant in all of Boston. Call 617-523-3112, 617-523-3112, or terramiarestaurante.com. Want to know the best-kept secret north of Boston? The beautifully manicured Nine Hole Mahant Golf Club is a no-brainer for a great place to relax, dine, and unwind. John Moore, owner of the famous Navy Yard Bistro and Wine Bar in Charlestown, has opened Seasons Restaurant at the Nahant Golf Club. Come for golf and great food and stay for the community feel. Meet old friends or make new ones. Visit Seasons Restaurant at the Nahant Golf Club today and enjoy the seasonally inspired menu serving lunch and dinner with live music on the weekends. Nahant Golf Club, one willow road in Nahant. Now what are you waiting for? Okay, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. My guest today is uh, Steve Weissman. He's the founder of Scamicide.com. It's a website dedicated to informing the public about the dangers of scams and providing the public with the latest information about it. Welcome back, Steve. Let's talk a little bit about phishing. Well, here's an interesting thing. You, you bring up uh, the, the security question. So uh, what's your mother's maiden name? And there are a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of institutions and websites you'll use where they ask you a question like that to make that your security question. The problem is there is so much access to data. It's really easy to find out someone's mother's maiden name. So how do you protect yourself? And here's the simple answer. You don't have to answer that thing, uh, that question honestly. All you need to do is have an answer. So, uh, Francesca, your mother's maiden name is now fire truck. That is going to be the answer to your security question oh. of what's your mother's maiden name. Trust me, it is so ridiculous that you will remember it, but no one's ever going to be able to uh, find it out. And uh, give you an example of how that uh, security question come back to haunt you. Uh, one of the uh, more notorious hacking and taking over of an email account uh, was of uh, former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. Now, if you forget your password, all you do is you answer your security question and you can get in. So the person who wanted to uh, take over Sarah Palin's email, uh, the question, security question was, where did I meet my husband? And all he did was go to Wikipedia and uh, find out she met him at Wasilla High School. And then he was able to take it over. Now he said, well, you know, we're not celebrities. We're not going to have the answers to those questions readily available. Yeah, we do. And part of the problem is a lot of the times, we put it in social media. What's your pet's name? Well, I happen to go to your Facebook page. I know your, your, your pet's name is Rover. So you have to be very, very careful with all of that information that we put out there. But as far as security questions go, come up with nonsensical answers. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. I'm wondering if identity theft insurance is worth purchasing. But hold on one second, because for those of you 
for sure. those of you that are continuing with us for the hour version, we're going to take a very short break and hear from our sponsors. For those listening to our half hour version, you might want to go to my website, Talk with Francesca, and listen to the second half of this oh so interesting show. Don't try. 